So before you get into this episode, just as a heads up, during recording, Ryan, good friend Ryan, had his power go out and lost his file. So if there are parts of the conversation that feel like they transition weirdly, just imagine Ryan saying something stupid and you'll have essentially the same experience. All right, and welcome everybody to episode four of Talk It League. We've got a lot of interesting topics to talk about on the docket and my name is Leaky, and as always, joining with me, I'm Hunted. And I'm Squid. And it's going to be a good time, but let's go ahead and jump straight into the action, guys. Our first topic of the day is Psionics recently releasing the new tournament system. It's got a lot of new features, some interesting decisions that I think the community has pointed out about how to break tiebreakers, but just, you know, overall, the system as a whole, what are you guys' general thoughts of the tournament system altogether? I read through the tournament release the first time, and I was freaking blown away. I can't wait for this. I mean, I'm just glad that they're actually improving on something that's been in the game since launch. I don't think it's been in the game since I launch. I still want Rocket League single player mode, please. Like, give me a campaign, dude. But, uh, <laughs> you know, what if, I mean, think about it. No, come on, think about it. Like, uh, have have you played any of the recent, like, you know, NBA, like 2K or, or, or like the show? You know how they have like a, yeah, no, not a franchise mode, but like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like uh, you know, a road to the show, but for Rocket League. Hell yeah, I'm down. That would be cool. That would be cool. Are you are you talking about season mode? No, not season mode. Like, okay, it's. Have you guys played the show? Like, have any of you played? No, I haven't. Oh come on, guys! Nope, not no. Neither of you have played. Like, there's like a career mode or like a my player mode or whatever. No, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying, but the, when you said road to the show, it just reminded me of season mode because that's kind of what it is in a way. So. I mean, I guess, but like the the that's like the mode in the show is it's yeah, called yeah. the road to the show. Anyway, okay, kind of got off topic there. I would love to see that in Rock League, but I am glad that uh, they're working on the tournament system because. Uh, it needed updating. I mean, the only times you ever see people using the tournaments is when you're playing with friends or, you know, like a streamer is running a tournament, which they all seem to do now. Yeah, I think that was one of the biggest issues with it, right, too, is, you know, I, it had a lot of hype around it when it released because it released alongside the introduction of clubs, if I remember correctly. So, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of hype of like getting your club and going into tournaments, but then it was like it was sort of difficult to find and the matches would break, like you would it would get paired up and then it would just load infinitely and you know, speaking of the content creator part, like difficulties spectating at all if you're playing, like if you were playing in your tournament, you could not spectate games. So you had to just be outside of it to be able to look at it like a lot of just quality of life things that really weren't there when they actually released it and you know speaking of that like what do you guys think this means for content creators with a lot of the new quality of life stuff that they're finally injecting into it i think for me personally i feel like that this tournament is going to be pretty good for content creators overall but i i feel like not many of them you know you said there's a lot of people who are running tournaments obviously but I think the the one the number one that comes to my mind is Leafex. He's been doing Tourney Tuesdays where he has that consistent schedule. So that's kind of the one that really pops out to me. But I don't really see people using these tournaments 
as a means to uh, make this content. I feel like it's more leaning towards the competitive aspect of the tournament system, personally. Uh, I mean, I could see it either way. I, I think... I, I think that you don't know how many people actually use the tournament system, like how many streamers do it. It seems like every stream I go in, they have some kind of tournament at some point. Like, it, it might not be every day, obviously. Like, I mean, you said Leaf is very, you know, he does it every Tuesday. I'm I'm pretty sure most streamers that I watch have a day dedicated to tournaments or at least a time period dedicated to them. And... You know, it's cool to get interaction with your, you know, your chat and whatever. And typically they're one tournaments and whatnot. But I, I just I think I, I think that if the tournament system, especially with being able to spectate, could be really cool for bigger creators or like teams, for instance. Could you imagine, you know, like I don't who's was an active Rocket League team like Space Station, for instance, they could stream on their channel that they're hosting these tournaments all day and, you know, they could get some legitimately good teams and whatever uh, to play in them. And they'd get pretty decent viewership for that, I think, um, with uh, whatever content they have uh, working. So I think it could be good for content creators. I think they just need to get creative with it. That's all. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think Psyonix is, I mean, this is a good first step, the revamp, getting a lot of stuff that people wanted in it. Uh, but I think you're right. They're going to need to continue to show support to this mode to make sure it has longevity over time. Because uh, kind of like piggybacking on what Haunted said, I know there's, uh, there, are, there are a pretty good number of streamers that use tournaments because it's a really easy way to interact with like random people where they can just jump in and auto seeds and whatnot. Like, McLando comes to mind. You've got Trihouse does hoops tournaments. Nito does one tournament. It's like, there's all sorts of them. Um, and the big things that I think a majority of them complained about was the lack of spectating and, like you were saying, Ryan, just them breaking. So if Psionics can really, you know, if they can keep a good steady flow of updates potentially or just making sure at the very least it doesn't break that it you know <laughs> it stays functional uh i think that'd go a long way but you know away from content creators though do you guys think that this will do anything for tournament or community organizers like uh, do you think this is going to add any sort of groundbreaking like oh we don't need to use smash anymore we're going to run we're going to run the next dream hack through the in-game tournament system like do we think anything like that is going to start no. happening no. Yeah, absolutely not. No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. I, I kind of want it to just to see how terrible <laughs> it is. That there's no chance. I mean, uh, just you look at some of the settings. I mean, even just the tiebreaker thing. The 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 game ends after eleven minutes. I mean, just 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 that is Whoa. dumb. Well time out i think you're kind of i think you might be picking and choosing here because i'm relatively certain that that tiebreaker only actually takes place in the competitive tournaments uh i will i will get back to you on that and make sure that i'm getting some good info i that would likely be customizable especially if you're using it for big tournaments like that but uh, i think that we're all in agreement that that's not going to happen overall yeah i think this tournament is going to be good for content creators no way in hell is it going to have a chance at replacing things like smash gg you're always going to get some people who falsely report well i mean i think the big thing 
that is there's a lot of stuff that tos really need right when they're going in to set up a tournament like the ability to see the ability to change around some settings to communicate within teams like there's all sorts of more minor things that this sort of in-game tournament system doesn't really provide for bigger tos but like you know what about like smaller community organizers do you see like anything with them or I, I i'm personally on the on the side of the fence that this is just mainly for either random queuing or content creators i don't see any sort of level of community org using this in any sort of official way one point i would like to to kind of get out there as well is i'm not really sure if we talked about much of the competitive side but that was the one thing that i think i was really glad to see uh so even if it doesn't really end up being what everybody is hoping for in terms of content creators and obviously tos aren't going to use it at least there's that it's got some extra uh, competitive rewards kind of like team ranked i think i think them adding tangible rewards for performance is at least going to drive traffic in the way because uh if you go to any sort of large scale uh broadcast right the one thing everyone asks for drops so you know you give them something where they can earn more items for free they're they're gonna flock to it titles even <clears throat> do you know if they're putting teams together or do you have to queue with a team you can put teams together you can queue in any party size two one three but i mean like could you play in a threes tournament queuing by yourself yeah. yes okay cool yeah, that that's one of the that's one of the things they're adding to it. Yeah, like you'll be able to queue into a team or come with your friends. You can do either, and they're doing like really harsh like penalties for leaving early because obviously you're you're de devoting to a tournament, right? So if you leave, it sort of screws over the other two or one person. I think I I actually kind of mentioned this to who I was with at the time when we. We're actually looking at this update. I had just now seen it. And my initial thoughts on that, though, are since the tournaments are a best of one bracket up until I think what is like the, the semifinals or something where it turns best of three. But either way, it's a best of one bracket. So in all honesty, you don't really have much incentive to leave because you're either going to lose and then be done with it anyways, or you're going to win and earn more tournament credits. So yeah. what point is there in leaving? I mean, five minutes is not a long time, guys. Well, you know how people are. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Are oh, you talking about for a game for to play one game? People leave casual matches with three seconds left because they're angry and don't even get XP for it. There's going to be people that leave, so I'm glad that they are instituting those sort of penalties to keep them out. I mean, it's 15 minutes. What I saw, 15 minute matchmaking ban and a three hour tournament ban, and it just scales from which there. Which is pretty nutty. It should be mentioned though that these uh, competitive tournaments only happen like uh, at certain times every day, so which is admittedly kind of annoying. Well, it's like the field. But uh, one of the big pluses that I don't think a lot of people are thinking about right now, finally, there's a tournament that Raw Greg has a chance of winning. Whoa, whoa, oh, hang right. on a second. That is a old accusation. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, it was a look, joke. He, it's another nerds. tournament he can win. It's not the only one. He's gonna win RLCS, and he's also gonna win every single tournament in this tournament system that he enters into. I told you, I'm looking forward to the to the Raw Greg takeover for Regional Two. But until then, oh, it's coming. Now he's not even he's not even gonna compete in Regional Two, honestly, because he wants to give other people an opportunity before he just absolutely destroys Regional Three. It's such a class act. He really is. But you know, 
Yeah, but you know, speaking of those regionals, um, it sort of sets us up for our next topic, which is, you know, we're kind of deeper into the meat of this first split. We had uh, the EU regional finish up. Now we're, we're getting ready to gear up for the stage two of the first NA regional. And I wanted to kind of get your guys' thoughts of the, the results that we've been seeing recently from maybe some teams that you've been keeping your eyes on. Well... Everyone seems so adamant to jump on. You know, I feel a little bit cruel taking the stage. But I think that for everybody here, we can safely say that there have been some upsets and some that were, well, we were expected. Um, I think the one thing that really stands out to me personally when I'm first looking at the page here, Infinite Shots failed to do anything particularly effective, which I was disappointed by. Uh, but I guess that's just the way that it goes. You know, it was nice to see him try, but... The failure hurts nonetheless. And then, of course, Group A, I'm looking at uh, for stage one of the, the NA regional, that is to say. Plot Twist not quite making it, and E United also not making the cut there. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, E United, dude. All right, so I guess should preface it for anybody who doesn't know. Can't assume that people do, but um, Sleeky and I both are commentators for the grid for united right for the foreseeable future i guess for as long as they stay in the grid uh, it seems as long as they keep us yeah i love how you say as long as they stay in the grid you understand brute just pulled out his notepad and is listening intently i dude i you've got to stay in the grid it's i mean it's a thing (laughs) Uh, hey look look man i we have framed this podcast in a way that we're not going to hold anything back i mean if united I'm, I don't plan on saying anything that I would regret anyway, but if I did, you know, I'll apologize to them in my own time. No, United, uh, if they had a very exciting first week of the grid. They made it into, you know, the, the playoffs. They made it to the quarterfinals, and they ran into G2. It was a five-game series. Pretty, pretty exciting, but they couldn't overcome G2. Since then, it's been... I wouldn't say it's been a downhill slide. It's just been a couple of underperforming results from them. Grid week two, they were two and out. I, I mean, they lost to a couple of teams that I don't think they should have lost to. Uh, the regional, they they played very, very well early on in the day. I mean, they were 2-0. and oh. They go up against Space Station, take them to five games, this massive overtime in game five. They can't beat Space Station in game five, and... I just had that feeling. I don't know if you guys ever, you know, if you if you follow a specific team or or you ever watch one of these teams, you ever get that feeling like after a, a hard loss like that, that you just kind of know they're not going to win another game after that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I felt when I saw United lose against Space Station. It's just, man, it was so close. They were literally a goal away from stage two undefeated on the day if they would have done it they would have taken down space station of all teams and they dropped it and they just didn't look like the well you know powered machine that was united in the latter two games i mean they got swept by uh kcp which is you know i mean they they didn't score a single goal against kcp are you serious yeah Mm -hmm. they went goalless in that series oh my god uh, see, that's what I'm saying is that that's not the United that I've watched. They did not look good in that series, obviously. I mean, you can't 
score a goal. You can't not score and look good in a series. It's weird, right? Because it's like, it how do you go from taking Space Station Gaming, a team which I consider to be the best in NA right now, easily, and oh, yeah. you take them to a Game 5 overtime? And like, not to throw shade on KCP, they're a good team. They're not Space Station, right? How do you go from taking a team like Space Station to a Game 5 OT to being un- unable to generate a single offensive goal against Kansas City? I don't understand. The inconsistency with EU United right now is what is really their downfall. Because me and you, honey, we were talking about this sort of in between the, the games and the break. And I, we're both on the same page. EU United could easily be a top four team in NA yeah. if they just played the way that they do when they are playing well more often. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that it's how, how do you unlock that? Right. How do you unlock the consistency achievement? If you're United right now, it's not an easy thing to do. And, you know, I speculated a little bit on stream and, and to you guys personally and, uh, you know, I don't know if it's if it's more coaching, if it's some psychological thing they need to get through, or maybe it's just, you know, they just th- there's tilt that happens on that team. Maybe somebody, you know, just doesn't play well after a loss or something like that. And they've got to work through that. I don't know. But it's it's crazy to me watching them play and, and being, you know, having this three weeks under our belt now of of grid action of just watching United, I'm telling you, I, I, I will 100% stand by and I will argue against anyone that United could be a top four team in North America if they can get this consistency thing done. And still, I think Wanda Mike, even though he had a very shaky performance in this past week, I still think he could very well be a top five player in North America if he grows a little more. All right. Well, I'm not really certain if I'm if I'm on the one to Mike train. I certainly do agree that uh, he has a lot of potential to him. Uh, but one thing I will say, you guys are talking about, you know, United not showing up against KCP. That actually kind of segues nicely to something I wanted to say about uh, the Pioneers because they've actually been kind of going off lately. If you've been looking at some of their previous results, they made it, I believe, uh, into what third, fourth in the grid week three by three owing G two esports in round number one of the playoffs, which was absolutely insane. They also 3-1-V-1 in the previous stage. They uh, 3-1 plot twist in the astronaut star circuit. Uh, They 2-0 Jamal uh, Jabari. They got 3-1 against Charlotte Phoenix. 3-0 against uh, the Vegas Inferno, which is uh, another talented team. And of course, during uh, the the regional 3-0 E-United, 3-0 against Valors. And then taking even Space Station and Plot Twist to Game 5. They've had really good results against a lot of really good teams, and it's making me wonder, where did KCP come from? Because this is a roster of three that you don't look at and think, like, wow, that's such a strong team. It's Rapid, Seabass, Beast Mode, Memory. Like, they've always been around, yeah, but they've never really been that strong. Where did they come from? Well, I mean, Flight was an RLCS team. It's not like they didn't play yeah, an RLCS. They were an RLCS team, but they got destroyed. Yeah, but look at the teams. I just think of all of those things that you just said, all of those results, only two of them should be surprising to people. In them 
And, and one of them, arguably, uh, them beating G2, yes, I agree. I didn't exactly see them sweeping G2 in the first round of the, of the playoffs. Didn't exactly and, see them sweeping United either. And, and that's what I'm saying. I, I didn't. That's the only other result that I would see as surprising from KCP. And that came off a, that was a very long day in the regionals. And again, United was already on a downhill slide after that lost at Space Station. But you still think that United could be on such a downhill slide that they didn't score a single time? Uh, dude, I'm telling you, watch their games, man. I watched every single game. I watched replays. I did everything. I watched all of it. They are. They did not look like the same team against Space Station that they did against KCP. It was a completely different team. And I'm telling you, all of those results are things that you should expect. Just because Kansas City is a new org in the scene doesn't mean these players are new players. I mean, they were an RLCS team. Yeah, they didn't do well, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to to do well ever. Like, I mean, look at version one. I mean, you you talk about uh, results. Version one has struggled relatively in to cast a shadow over a team just because of previous results with a different roster. You know what I'm saying? Especially because they were an RLCS team. And I think one thing I also want to point out is that in, in my experience, you know, watching Rocket League Rapid, he's a good player, but he's kind of a house of cards. You know, you knock down one bit and then he instantly just comes from like, uh, you know, a really solid I would argue maybe top 20 NA players down to like bottom of the barrel kind of where he's just not rotating with his team. Uh, He's not even making that great of plays individually. So to see KCP perform relatively consistently here in not only the regional, but the grid as well here in the past couple of weeks is a bit of a, it's a bit surprising. They're placed seventh right now in the grid ratings as I'm looking. And of course, like I said, they are making it to stage two for the regional. No, and it's it's great. I love to. Don't get me wrong. Don't 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 think that I'm, you know, trying to to bad mouth any of these teams. I'm happy that more teams are finding success in North America. I think it's about time that we moved away from the big three. Right? It gets old after a while. But you know, I I I guess maybe just from my stance, I'm not particularly surprised that KCP is playing well. Uh, right now, I, I think there's more surprising things in the scene right now. I mean, NRG didn't start very well. They haven't looked great. And I know that, you know, Sleegy, I can't talk about NRG without Sleegy getting upset with me. I'm already upset. But I, I'm telling you, I was talking to him and I, I said, you know, I still don't I still don't see Squishy as being the answer for for NRG. I still don't see it. I am I'm in agreement with you there. I think that holds strong here. You know, I obviously losing to Space Station yesterday. I mean, I I still I still disagree, right? Because you look at NRG and they have not really been performing terribly, except for that first week of the grid, right? They they get two owed. They're a quick exit. They get three owed by Sonics and then three one by the Peeps, and they're out of there. But like you you sort of look past that one speed bump. And you start to see the team that this this NRG squad, like the the results that they've been able to pull. I mean, we see them. They they qualify for stage two, 
in the first regional, their only loss being in a game five against Envy, another team who is just outrageously good. You you look at them. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't you can't talk about energy and envy and say envy is just a great team when envy turbos the team. change. Turbos the change to envy. They were ex ghost with turbo. They're still a good team, and they took them to game five. Let me finish. You can't just say, oh, Envy's a great team. Dude, it was Ghost. Ghost wasn't doing much. They add Turbo, and now they're awesome. And NRG loses Turbo. Yeah, but Ghost with Turbo is looking good. Cleaky, you are (laughs) ruining your own argument right here. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Look, here's what I want to say about it, all right? You you might think... We're saying squishy is not the answer. You're arguing against that, but I think what we have to ask ourselves to really get to the bottom of this this you know analysis here is what is the question? And right now you're arguing NRG. They had some rough start. Yeah. Well, guess what? I don't think we ever saw any rough patches for NRG with Turbo Pulsa, and they would always achieve. Like if they had Turbo, I would fully expect them to be achieving exactly what they already had this season. And you look at aggressive teams. I mean, they're still doing absolutely no, ridiculous dude, with squishy though. Dude, you yeah, look at. Aggressive teams. You look at aggressive teams, right? That's what energy wants to play. They want to play this high-powered, aggressive, throw-yourself-at-the-ball offense, and there's a team who does it better than them, and they're in North America, and it is Space Station. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I I just I don't see how you can say... I am going to bring this back for a moment, though, to NRG, because... You can't, like I feel like you are specifically looking at that week one grid performance and putting way too much stock on it because this this NRG team with Squishy came first in four of the five uh, community tournaments that happened, and the only one that they didn't come first in, they came in second. They were able to place into stage two with one loss. They came in the third to fourth territory in week two of the grid, and then they also came in the third, fourth territory of the recent astronauts qualifier four. They're getting results. They've had one result that was negative, and out of all of the other stuff that they've been accomplishing, NRG in the offseason looked just about unstoppable. The fact that they're getting a little bit more competition in RLCS does not, to <laughs> me, signify that Squishy is not the answer for this A team. little more competition, bro. Look, okay, number one, I'm going to preface this whole argument by saying offseason doesn't matter at all. I don't care what your results were in the offseason. RLCS is, is where it matters. Whether you perform in the offseason or not doesn't matter. I mean, look at teams like, uh, you know, Rogue in the past that have had great offseasons and then floundered in RLCS. Okay. I mean, it it happens. So offseason, yeah, great. Fine. Energy was looking good. You know, my hot take was a hot take because they were looking good in the offseason. Okay. Now they haven't won anything. They, they, They haven't won a grid. They continue to lose to teams that, you put them on the same level of they, they can't beat space station. They lost to envy. Uh, and we're taught, we're not, you know, we're not talking about a middling team here. We're not talking about NRG, the, you know, third place finalist, uh, in, in, in NA in season eight, we're talking about world champion season eight NRG who absolutely dominated North America that season. And then conversely, the world on, uh, you know, at Worlds. And 
you can't take those results and then say, uh, well, they're not really beating any upper class teams, but at least they're finishing well. You can't say that's an improvement for NRG after losing Turbo All Pulse. I'm saying is that there has not been enough results in this RLCS season yet for me to be just on the bandwagon of like, yeah, nah, dude, Squishy's not working out because they just they haven't they've had one bad result and since then they've been finishing top three or four. Like I, I don't, I, I just don't see it yet. I need to see them either com- perform mediocrely on a more regular basis, or just start bombing before I start saying that Squishy is not the answer for that team. Grid is for world's placement, or for a major's placement, I should say. Sliggy, even looking at the grid matches to get into the playoffs, they played Omelet, they played Envy, who they came back against. They Omelet won is a three, good one. team. Yeah, okay, but still an expected win for NRG. Yeah, I think we can all agree there. And then in the playoff bracket, 3-0 against the Peeps, which I had the misfortune of, you know, seeing. But uh, 4-0 against Sonics, which, you know, you can grant that that was probably a pretty good performance, but I still expect NRG to take it against Sonics more times than not and then losing against Space Station. But Space Station is the best team in all of North America right now, hands down. Okay, and why isn't NRG the best in North America? Because Sipical is the best player in the world right now. Okay, so Squishy is not the answer then. Case closed. No, I still... I think that once we get out of this weekend, once this stage two of the regionals is done, which by the time this recording comes out, the results will be there, I think we'll have a better idea of how NRG is looking. Their first game is going to be against version one. They're going to be forced to play against other RLCS, like previous season RLCS caliber teams. And we will get a much better idea of how this team as and what you guys are considering is the penultimate or the ultimate sort of pressure point with these regionals, especially in this stage two to try and get into Sunday and finish things off. We will see how they perform. I am looking at this weekend. Right now, I just don't have enough info. I regard no, I don't. Not for me. Not for not for me. I just want to see the stage two. Look, I'm I'm sorry I brought this up. I, I do want to put it to rest because I do think we need to move on, but I j- I'm just gonna say this. I'll concede you, Sleeky, that yeah, this 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 weekend's gonna be important. If they perform here then potentially they're back on track to where they they should be. I mean, I think if you're NRG, you're not happy with anything less than at least third, fourth place. Yeah, you got to get top four. There's there's no other expectation for you. So I, I you know, we'll see if they can pull that off. I I, I think you know you look at previous or, or recent results, and if you're an NRG fan, you're probably pretty happy that they were able to take the Sonics out as easily as they were considering they lost to them in the first week of the grid. Well, yeah, I mean, still, I, I'm just saying that the Sonics are, I'm no offense to the peeps. Uh, you know, the, the peeps have, have had good results recently, obviously taking down energy, but the Sonics have far exceeded expectations. I think so far this season and for energy to not falter against them is a good sign. So I'm not, I'm not, I just want to put this out there that I'm not, it's not like I'm rallying against energy saying they're the worst team in the world and they're never going to accomplish anything. I still stand by my, my initial assertion that I don't think squishy is the answer for energy. And I think that results this weekend will 
will not go necessarily the way energy thinks they would. They should. They would. They should. I don't know. And I think uh, we should probably round out this little segment at the very least by saying there are a lot of performances that were not expected, I think, in the regional, uh, particularly oh, yeah. the peeps going 3-0. and out of stage one, 3 0 Xset, 3 1 Sonics, 3 0 Rogue. That was a nutty performance. Version one, they also made it. They haven't been really performing in the grid, so it's nice to see them have at least a little bit of consistency there. Alpine Esports, uh, the Pittsburgh Knights, and 72 Pin also making it. Team Frontline's in there, Continuum's in there, Jamal Jabari, which not as surprising, but still uh, Continuum in there. Nice to see some new talent coming up and managing to make it out of stage number one for the groups. Yeah, and I, I know I, I specifically, I'm glad to see version one starting to perform a little better i know watching them when they were under rats they had a lot of sort of oh underwhelming performances yeah. but you know coming into these regionals and the grid seeing them pick it up has been nice to see it's funny to 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 see that too version one making it through to stage two and it just makes united's exit out of stage one that much more baffling yeah. considering how well they performed against version one just in this most re- recent grid i mean it was a five game series but it still looked like, I mean, you know, you and I talked about it during the broadcast. It looked like United were just the better team throughout that series than version one was. And it's just, I don't know. It's frustrating being a United fan. It really is. And I, I yeah. have been forced into it. I, <laughs> I, I, I had this life forced upon me. I, I can't. But, you know. With, with all this talk, though, of like how important this upcoming weekend of regionals is going to be, there, there's another aspect to this this upcoming weekend, at least for DNA regionals, that uh, just actually got announced today as of recording this. But uh, it was released by Psyonix today that Verizon is now going to be the official sponsor of NARLCS, which we'll see, I think, in uh, most people's opinions, to be one of the, the bigger companies to come in and sponsor this scene in quite a while. Was it today or was it yesterday? It was today. Oh, okay. Well, that's that was my question. Was Verizon not on board when all of this was figured out? Like, probably not. Not with how they've handled this announcement. I, it, it feels like something like they were like, "All right, finally able to get that knocked through. Let's go ahead and let everybody know that we got this deal inked." Yeah, I feel like, like it might have been something that's been in the works for a while now, ever since the inception of RLCSX. In all honesty. Because uh, I I know from our personal experiences, hearing from people who have had to deal with the, the legal department, it's Epic Games. It, it's, they take a while sometimes, especially on big deals like that. I could imagine uh, it would be it would be a pretty time consuming uh, event there. So, uh, but I think one thing that uh, we all kind of noted when we first saw the announcement is Verizon is the sponsor of NARLCS. What does that mean for Europe? Are they do they still have like an ace in the sleeve right there? And so we've been talking about how potential tier one status is on the horizon here, but uh, even more so, it might be uh, that that might be the case with a potential second sponsor for EU. Yeah, you know, I was wondering about that as well. I it, it, it's interesting to think about, right? Because it is very specifically the NARLCS that they're sponsoring and. It, it's it's odd because it leaves the door open like I, I i remember i know i think it was for more of the game itself but we saw earlier this summer geico sort of release a, a rocket league commercial it didn't really have anything to do with to do actually with the esports side of things but we saw them sort of advertising and i wonder what sort of strategy psionics is trying to utilize 
to really come away with a large, a, a bigger presence with sponsorships coming in of companies of that size. Need Mercedes for you, dude. Yeah, that would actually be pretty. Bring sweet. in Mercedes. Talk about F one teams, dude. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Can you imagine like? It's like, all right, welcome back to Rocket League presented by Verizon as we get into your post-game carnage brought to you by Geico. And you'll see here on on Mercedes Field Stadium. Like, oh, my God. Just shove it in there. Dude, once they get those amount of sponsors, you this, the game better, be, better have that sports feel, dog. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, come on, man. I would it love better for feel that. like a sports game. Oh, uh, can you imagine? I would love for like RLCS to like come in from their intro and it just like the uh, you, as the commentators they're just like, "All right, everybody, and welcome back to week 3 as we get ready to go into Mercedes-Benz Field to get straight into Renault Vitality versus Ford NRG or just something along the cuz you know NRG's looking for a car sponsor is what are it was rumored that they're looking for like a naming sponsor namely at vehicle companies you know what i want to see the pizza hut play of the day i am long for that or the dunkin donuts dunk of the day you know something like that that'd be amazing that would be sick and now it's time for the pizza hut play of the game that kind of thing could you imagine like if these if the grid just super took off and these teams have their own sponsors. And welcome to E United's Grid Run, presented to you by Little Caesars as we get ready to jump. Like, that would be sick, though. All right, guys, thanks for joining us. It looks like the broadcast is over a little bit early today, but I suppose that's to be expected based on our previous result. Oh, oh uh, no, you're just like, all right, well, it looks like our broadcast is over today. It looks like the, they dropped a jam just like AT&T drops calls. But it, it would be it would be interesting. Like I mean, you know, like I think about the Capitals. I can't remember what they have now, but you know, they have like those. You know, they score three or more goals in the in the game, and you get fifty percent off your next order with Baba Johns or some stupid like that. That'd be that'd be sick, dude. That'd be awesome for uh, for Rocket League. That'd be great. I think doing something specifically like that might be hard. But, yeah, I mean, when it comes to the individual broadcast, like I watched uh, NRG's broadcast after the peeps ended up dropping out uh, the other day, and they had, like, 5,000-plus viewers. Like, you could definitely get some somebody to add that. You could you get somebody to buy ad space on that. Oh, easily. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Like, imagine, like, imagine as well the money that, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they would end up going for this, right? Because the more I think about it, the more mm, it potentially becomes. But like, I'm also thinking about like, you know, beer sponsors or whatnot. Like, because you know, companies like Bud Light and Dos Equis and all those super heavily um, like support modern sports, like NFL, NBA stuff like that. So I'd be curious to see if there was anything like that to see enter into like more of the esports Rocket League scene. I wonder if Psyonix would kind of try to regulate sponsorships because it is kind of a, a game that has historically been populated by the younger audience uh, in, a, in a major way. So I don't know about that one. I, I feel like individual broadcasters would definitely do it. I don't think Psyonix would do it. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, man, that was a tough game. Better sit back and watch this post-game recap brought to you by Bud Light as we pop over to Cold One and see how NRG won Worlds yet again. Like, just. Actually, here's a good question. If they continue to stream on Twitch, does that violate the TOS? Because you're not allowed to have alcohol on Twitch streams. Yes, you are. What are you talking about? What? 
You could no? do, you t- do you know how many streamers do drunk streams where they're just sitting yeah. there? That doesn't break shots? That's all. That's all the time. You just have to have it set to mature. I think. Doesn't League? I thought League or maybe Counter Strike. Well, no, I guess it wouldn't be Counter Strike. But I thought League uh, had some kind of alcohol sponsor. Let me take a look. Well, like I'm, I could no, be no, no, wrong no. about that. I, I but, still feel like that Sonics just simply would not do that on principle. No, I agree with you. I agree. I don't think Sonics would take alcohol sponsors or adult related content sponsors, whatever. Oh my they are. god. <laughs> you, you just opened up the floodgates right there. My mind just went to straight to the gutter as soon as you said adult content sponsors. <laughs> well, I mean it's what that's what I'd consider an alcohol sponsor. I mean it's adult Yeah, I, I mean I, I can't tell you you're wrong, but that particular phrasing kind of puts a, a different if- image in my mind. It doesn't look like there's any alcohol sponsors and esports in general. Uh, you know, if we're going to continue to go by the Roman numerals, RLCS uh, XIV, dude, sponsored by Pornhub. You heard it here first. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Bro, we can't we can't do that. Why? What? What do you mean we can't do that? We can do whatever we want. All right, we should make a note that uh, while we've been recording, you probably haven't heard Ryan for a little bit because his power went out. Yay. Yeah, it, it did. So uh, f in the chat for Ryan. Hopefully, if you haven't heard him at all this uh, this session, it's because his power went out and he was not able to recover his audio file. We did a really good job. You see, we had this whole long conversation in between. And, you know, while we were having that conversation, we got Ryan back <laughs> Ryan. in. Everybody Ryan. want Ryan back. Yay, Ryan. Woo. God, it's taking everything in me not to cry right now. I'm so upset. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Uh, I'm I'm honestly, I kind of want to open this up to, like, our listeners. Like, we're going to we're gonna clip it all together. It's going to sound a little weird. But I want people to submit what they thought Ryan actually said. Oh God, no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tweet at us at no, Talk It League. I don't. I feel like tweet I said at us at Talk It League and let us know all the dumb things you thought Ryan said. This was like the one episode where nobody argued with me. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's gonna know it. That is that is pretty true. Actually, or it didn't happen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, this is perfect, Jeez. guys. That's amazing. See, see, viewers listening at home. There is a karma in the world. <laughs> there is. What justice. did I do? I didn't Wait, deserve any of this. I feel like this is this is like anti. Uh, yeah, I feel like Ryan got absolutely. F- <laughs> oh, he did. Oh no, he absolutely oh, did. He did. He did not deserve oh, this. Man. Well, oh. lesson learned for next time. Need redundancies. Get a get a backup battery for your PCs, kids. Even if it's a sunny day, your power can go out, and it's. You know, it it's life. Karma's out there apparently. You know what? I should probably I should probably invest in that because I don't have that kind of that kind of security. What if my power just went out in the middle of a broadcast? Dude, that's that's what I'm about to go do. I gotta go get me a backup. You battery. See, we could be sponsored. We could be sponsored by uh, an uninterrupted power supply. <laughs> Talk It League brought to you by UP by this random UPS company. <laughs> we, yeah, we need to find a power a power supply company <laughs> keeping you on air even when your power That's doesn't. Awesome. Okay. All right. Let's. You know what? This has been a hell of an episode. But just to round out to round out the Verizon sponsor, the one thing I did want to point out is the only reference that I could find in my couple of minutes of googling 
uh, of an alcohol sponsor in esports is Bud Light is apparently the official beer of the NBA 2K League. And other than that, I can't find any alcohol sponsor references anywhere. So I, if they are there, they are not a big presence. In I mean, that's NBA moment. 2K, though. I think that one kind of gets a pass. Yeah. But, you know, speaking of speaking of presence and professionalism of the broadcast, uh, our last topic was uh, on the topic of the grid. Uh, as some of you may know, or if you don't know, you're about to know, the grid productions are being put on by the esports teams participating themselves. Uh, it's something that Cyanix is allowing them to do to build up exposure. But one of the things we wanted to talk about is with the grid broadcast being run by the teams, should they be regulated by Psyonix to keep a standard of professionalism? Because right now you're seeing a really big range between uh, uh, essentially a stream that is casted normally with transitions and overlays and such, and then... Uh, just on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, you have something like the, the G2 streams on Athena's channel, which, I mean, and they're not bad content, but they're more watch parties than they are productions. And it's the question of, should Psyonix try and be so keeping a bigger standard of professionalism, or is this wide range of styles a good thing for these grid broadcasts? Wide, wide range of styles is good. I kind of want to put in uh, this particular... Uh, stipulation is that there was really no definition put forward beforehand. It was just like, if you want to cover your matches, you can cover your matches. Uh, so before we really open this uh, barrel of fish, uh, I or can of worms or whatever you want to call it. Why does it barrel of fish? <laughs> That's what you fish. catch with what? the can of worms. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think I was thinking of the uh, the uh, phrasing e easier to hit than a barrel of fish because uh, I think that might be what we turn this into. I st I still don't think that's right. I still don't think that's correct. Squid's like before we open this broadside no, of a shooting barn, fish in a barrel. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> before we open up this broadside of a barn, I like that one. Sleeve. I might use that. Open this broadside of the barn. It's hit the broadside of a barn. I know that's the meme. Anyways, anyways, I want to say before we open this can of worms that there was never really a definition of you have to run it this way or with this kind of style or anything like that. But I do think that Hunted and I have had extensive talks about this and it kind of feels like a punch in the mouth to some of us when they just get like these, you know, some of these people on there that don't really like work at it. You know, they don't really try to make it like a, a great presentation and, and our ability to get on these broadcasts is based on our ability to make it a good presentation. I'm one of those people who I haven't casted for any RLCS teams in the grid and I disagree. I think that it's good that Sionics isn't regulating these streams. I think it is. These are streams meant for the fans of these orgs. They're streams meant for the fans of these individual teams and I think like with G2, having Athena run the stream, it's perfect because it fits in with the G2 way of doing things, which is they love memeing everything. And if you have anybody else running the stream, they they lose a bit of that individualism that I think each of these orgs kind of want to have. Energy is going for like the super high professional look with Daz and uh, God, why am I blanking on his name at the James moment? Bot. James, uh, there you go. Uh, I just, there's so many freaking casters out for each team. I forget who's who. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
But I mean, like they're going for one thing. G2 is going for another. United's going for a different thing with Hunted and Sleeky. Yeah, I don't and, know what they're going for, to be honest. But I mean, each of them are going for their own unique thing. And it's just, I think that you need to give them that individualism here. And as much as it sucks for me being a caster, like I want so badly to be on one of these broadcasts. But at the end of the day, I think these orgs having that individualism is much more important because it's about the team, not the not the play yeah i have to agree with ryan on this you know one. i i do agree with especially with the g2 point because they are one of the top tier meme orgs i think exactly well you got scuff station shut up but g2 like their whole thing for every single team they have like as an organization they are about memes like that's just what they do yeah okay look all right i guess my thing is is that I don't, I'm not saying people need to lose their individualism. I think you, you let stuff go as far as, you know, exactly how they want to run their broadcast or, or how, you know, uh, you know, what the, what the casters talk about or, or even to the point of, you know, who you bring on to cast your stuff. I think, you know, let them have the freedom to do that, I guess. And, but my biggest thing is that, I mean, the, the G2 stuff, yeah, I get it. They they love to meme, whatever. It, it's kind of the, in their brand image. But you go on to Athena's channel because you see her, you know, you see her streaming uh, the grid, right? Like, this is a professional thing. And, or or even, you know, the, the other case, which I'm even more concerned about is, somebody who follows the G2 brand and they're, they're a fan of G2 and they want to, you know, they see G2 tweeting about this rocket league stream. They're doing, Oh, I don't really have ever watched rocket league, but I like G2. It's kind of like me with like league. I, I will watch team liquid play league because I like team liquid. I don't really care much about league, but I will watch them play. I will watch team liquid play. So, I mean, you get somebody who goes to Athena stream and then they see like this, I, I don't want it to be, you know, I'm not trying to be mean, but like, is that really the image that you want somebody who's never watched Rocket League before to just come in? Like, it's just this giant fucking meme. Nobody gives a fuck about it. I, I just, it's, it seems so bizarre. And it's funny because United played G2 in the first round of the, or, or of the, the grid last week. And just hanging out in the United stream before things started, there were a number of G2 fans in our stream chat. And they were like, well, we're here watching this because we don't really like the G2 stream. And it's like, they're like, hey, you guys have actual casters. Yeah. And, and I, I, I sympathize with that. Sympathize. Well, and so at that point, at that point, then I would say that it should be more on Psyonix to have a general grid stream that they put on. I wouldn't say that we need to change what these orgs are doing. I would say that Rocket... I would say... Well, in order to do that, Psyonix needs to allow more people into a private lobby. But I would I would just say that that's what they need to do then, is just say, like, hey, we're going to do that instead. And, like, I know there's, like, the whole, like, lobby maxes and everything, but, it, like, that would be more the suggestion I would say that we try to come to than let's change what these orgs are doing. Because I agree with you. Like, I don't know that I want to present... Uh, 
just someone kind of making jokes, casually talking during what is supposed to be a serious game. I understand that. Have you watched the G2 stream, Ryan? Have you watched I it like at it. all? No, I have not. I, I it, have not. It's not Athena and it's not Orb. I'm not, I'm not putting the blame on them. Uh, the entire production is stupid. I, I'm just going to say I that. Mean, I think the, it's the point. The, have you seen at, the intro? I mean, just look at the graphics, dude. It's made in paint. As yeah, a meme. I mean, the intro is literally like a blender render. It's literally like, it's just I, I personally, I love it. No, dude, it's dumb. It's stupid. It's not how you should be representing the game of Rocket League. If G2 was putting on a. that's not it. This isn't, but that's it. No, it's no, a, look. It's meant to be a representation it, of Rocket it League. It is, it's though. How is it not? No, this is not a G2 tournament. This is not a G2 tournament. regional is what's supposed to be Bro, the grid is a psionics run event. It is an official Psionics event. Sponsored, run, everything behind the scenes Psionics does. No, exactly. I'm not saying that, but that's not what the that's not the intention behind the grid and that's not why they structured it the way they did. They structured it because they want it to be about the teams. One of the things that most people have struggled with with Rocket League is trying to find a team that they even want to support. This is a way that you do that is by having a way for there to be individualism for each of these streams. And while I agree with you, I don't think that that's the most professional way to try and run it if you're trying to ad- advertise Rocket League. But when they're trying to advertise Rocket League, it's mainly going to be through the regional. If they want to advertise Rocket League, then Psyonix needs to put on their own individual stream right now. They shouldn't be leaving it to where it's only the orgs that you can look at in order to watch it. Bro, it's not about advertising. It's not about advertising Rocket League. It's about the image that these orgs and their streams give off of and the I, game. Rocket League, Psionics doesn't seem to care what image it's giving and off. That's what we're arguing about. We're arguing about Psyonix that they should really care. Well, historically, they have. Now, his, historically, Psionics has been very exactly. protective over and they're the happy with this. image of Rocket League and esports. I feel like overall, there is supposed to be room for silliness in Rocket League and on Rocket League broadcasts. I think we've seen that. In the sequin pillow is a good example. Yeah, I guess it kind of serves as a good example. I don't think that was intentional. I mean, even even CRL and CCA. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Is that we kind of designate time frames for the silliness. We don't alter our graphics packages to be silly, except for like the jazz stream. But even then, it still looked good. This is the thing. Is like G2. If you know, I haven't actually seen them. But if what Hunted alleges is true, that it was just kind of like rendered in some rent as software that anybody could download off the internet. That's kind of sketch to me, you know, that, and of course, like I said, there's room for silliness, but there's not that much room. What the heck? I just, I think I'm just more in line with Ryan on this one because I, I think at the end of the day, Psionics had a, a problem, right? The problem being they wanted to run the grid, but the grid is a lot of matches and they need to get them done in a timely manner. And there's two ways to do that. You either don't stream 75% of the matches or you figure out a way to get all of the matches on stream. And the only way realistically for them to try and accomplish that was for teams to do broadcasts. And I know teams, if you've read about C9's departure, teams are kind of upset with the way that Psionics ham-fistedly holds some things. And I think Psionics is trying to to change that because I think they understand the importance of working with orgs. 
that they saw this as an opportunity to get the grid going, to get all of the games broadcast, and to give the teams the ability to broadcast them themselves. I know talking with a couple people, Sonix gave some limited advice. They were like, "We, we these are some like casters and broadcasters and people that uh, we would recommend." But generally speaking, they were just like, "Yeah, it's this is your thing. You know, it's it's your team, your branding. Uh, you you can decide how you want to do it." And we'll just we'll support you by promoting you. And whether or not the the, the topic of the professionalism, I understand. But at the end of the day, I, I don't see there being a better way to do it. And I know there's a lot of people that enjoy those streams. And I part of it is because Athena is, for instance, a big streamer. But you know the places that are using big top casters like at the high end are using getting two thousand views. Athena is consistently getting four to six thousand on her streams of it. So it's pulling people into it over other places. And I think that uh, for Athena as well, her own channel's popularity might contribute to that. So that might be one of the factors oh, yeah. in G2 wanting to make, you know, they want to cater to her style too. Uh, but one thing... She's a big player for them. One thing I think we can all agree on here, and I don't think we're really going to try to come to a conclusion on this because I think not only us, but most of the community will be divided. But one thing we can all agree on is that they should really... And, you know, and I know they've talked about this so many times before with it being an issue, but now that you work in the same, you know, under the same branch as the people who literally developed the engine, make it so we can get more freaking players in the lobby. I am tired of having yeah, to please. spectate through a freaking Discord live feed. If, like, I, if, if I continue to have please. to watch and cast matches through a vMix call, I'm going to lose my mind. And it's worse now because these teams want their coaches in the matches too and that leaves one spot well i mean no fault to the teams though no i'm not saying that i'm just saying that it leaves one spot per team like if we could get 20 people in a match that'd be fantastic can you imagine like the, even like for community orgs can you imagine a community org being able to get two casters and like three observers that'd be ridiculously helpful yeah that would, that would be able to you know lots of people would be able to up their production value You'd be able to do insane stuff if you could just like even 12 like even if you just increase it by two right and you just increase the max lobby size to 12 that opens up so much potential 10 is so limiting because you got to think about it and for anyone who hasn't done the production you've got the six players that are playing on the field you have the broadcaster who's the like the screen that you're seeing and the two commentators that leaves one other slot open and when you have these grid matches with two teams that's two broadcasters now on either side which leaves two slots open for casters and that gets eliminated if the team wants their coach in and like there, it, it would be so much easier if you had 12 to 14 available slots to join in a private lobby that would be if they ever announced that i i i will do I don't even know. I'll do like a charity stream or something just out of pure sheer joy at that momentous occasion. I mean, even more than that, if you don't use that for extra camera angles or extra, you know, observers, as you said, you could still get another admin in there because I know, you know, I uh, recently with the CCA Summer Series, I spent... Uh I spent a day. We had we had a little bit of CCA Lake Day. I went down uh, to Alpha's place, who does admin work for the CCA. I got to watch what it was like. He could not leave his desk during matches. 
because he had to be there to wait and see if the players, you know, had any sort of issues with the server or anything. So for that entire, like, hour's worth of time, or even more, if the, if the series goes on longer, you know, best of sevens, for instance, he has to be there at his desk actively watching, you know, just the players and, like, they're paying and making sure that they don't ask for, like, a pause or anything. He's just got to be there doing that. So uh, I think having a second admin could be like, uh, hey, you know, I need a freaking, like, bathroom break. Like, that would be pretty handy. Because not only does he have to stay there in the match as well, but he has to set up the next match. And when we only have, like, a 10-minute break on stream, that means he has to get the match set up at around the five-minute mark. So he has about five minutes between every match. And he has to do every single match, which means four matches a day if they go for an hour. He's sitting at his desk for, like, what, four and a half hours? You know, he's basically working half a work day with like a 20 minute, twenty minutes worth of break in there all split up into five-minute segments. So that's pretty... Honestly, that's kind of brutal for work conditions. And it is just Rocket League, and you are just sitting at your desk. So it's not the worst thing in the world. But as far as timing goes, that's not very nice. Sorry to backtrack. Just one... I want to make one more point before we finish the show, I guess, about this grid thing. And that... Psionics does care about this, by the way. I mean, uh, I I can say from sources that I have that Psionics uh, make it very clear to the broadcasters and the commentators and the orgs that they are the casters. For instance, are supposed to follow the rules that. Uh, I mean, the, the four you guys know the the spiel from Psionics, right? No cussing on stream, you know, no talking about keep it e for everyone. Other games, right? You can't have like you know memorabilia and stuff in the background. Yeah, it, it, so they, I mean, they gave that exact same spiel to the orgs, and then they go on to say, uh, remember that these streams are representing your org as well. I mean, this is a your org is being represented by your streams you're putting on. So just remember that in the future. And so it's very obvious that Psionics has control and they, you know, at the very least, they don't want people coming on and, you know, turning a, an E for everyone stream into, you know, uh, a, a more mature stream. But I, I guess I would like to see them go a step beyond and just say, look, you know, at the very least, your assets package or whatever that you use has to be approved by Sonics before you can use it. And I don't think they're doing that. I don't think they want to do that. I don't know why. But it is very frustrating as somebody who's been in this community for a very long time and who has done everything in their power to make this game into as palatable as it possibly can be from my point of view to then see people who... Or, or not not people, but just to see that get thrown out the window just because they can, you know what I mean? And, and it's it's frustrating when this is an event that could be very, very well done and very, very cool if the right things were put into place, in my opinion. I think the only thing I really kind of, only minorly disagree with you on is that Psyonix should have approval on the graphics package and that the only reason i say that is because of how little notice the orcs actually had this season future seasons absolutely but did you see kansas city's initial overlay i mean they'd have been better off using did you see rogues initial overlay they had and, and even in like nrgs was like the 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 font choices like they it, you could tell a lot of this stuff was slapped together very quickly but 
no, I think I'm I think I'm kind of on the same page with you though, honey. It's like uh, they could they could maybe extend a little more control into getting the just overall package as professional as possible but or, or maybe it's just me, like i maybe i'm just frustrated when people disrespect the game that i have put so much time and energy into yeah i think i think that's kind of where we that is at. why i'm frustrated with g2 because you it's like you didn't care like you gave absolutely zero about it you just said what's going to be the funniest what is going to generate the most memes we don't actually care about the game. We just care about people clicking. I on even our sh- went to their thing though, but it's not. It's not even them trying to say like it's the G two thing necessarily. Because if I I'm on her channel right now, I pulled it up, and it says Athena viewing party in big words across the top of the screen. They're not trying to say that it's anything else other than it's her. Is that for view- the grid or is yes, that for for the, for the grid? What does she it has say? in big words across the top of the screen. Majority of time, whenever it shows them, it says Athena viewing party. Now that just feels like it's blatant misrepresentation of the actual intent for the broadcast that Sionics approved. They're meant to be viewing parties. They're meant they're meant to be you supporting the team that you're talking about. I think that is the intent, though. Because you remember, Sionics said they could do whatever they wanted. A lot of orgs... Yeah, a lot of orgs had thought about just doing player comps. Like that that being the whole stream is just internal player comps and that it. That's it. There, there you go. I feel like doing internal player comps is a bit too revealing though. Yeah, and that's probably why you don't see a lot of them doing it and Sionics probably had a say in that, which is why you don't get to hear it on these streams. But a lot of these it's they're these are designed to be viewing parties. It's meant to be find the team you no, love, no, no, no. go to them, hunted. I'm totally with you, man. I understand. I understand where a lot of what you're coming from. Uh, believe me, as someone who hasn't had the chance to be a part of the grid yet, I am crushed that I don't have that chance. I'm crushed that more teams aren't trying to have that more serious style so that more of us casters who have been working so hard can be a part of it. But at the end of the day, like, I understand. And, like, I'm with you. It sucks. I wish that they would show a little more, like, not respect, but I wish they would try to put a little bit more into it and try to make everything look really nice and presentable. But at the end of the day, these are each org's individual channels. They have a right to do what they will. And if Psionics is okay with it, like we kind of have to be okay with it. I'm just saying that if if they if the route they wanted to go is viewing party, then why are the orgs not doing viewing parties? The only there's only like two or three that are. I think it was just you can do whatever you want. I know and I hate that. Why? Why is it that way? It shouldn't be that way. Not for something like this. Not if you're trying to make Rocket League into a legitimate thing. That's fair. That's a fair point. I'm kind of, I'm kind of on board. I think this kind of goes back into the there's a room there's room for silliness, but I don't think the grid is it. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I think we can all agree. I, I think I think if you really wanted to use the field for something cool, you could you could do that, and the the orgs could f- around all they want with with whatever content they want to make on the field, and you could have viewing parties and and make it a huge joke, whatever. But the grid is a legitimate event. I mean, this is not. It's part of the RLCS circuit. Correct. That's that's what really grinds me up is that. For all of these years, Psionics has wanted this image, and they just, with the grid, apparently they don't care about that anymore. And I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. But, you know, 
Speaking of the grid, that kind of segues us into our, our final section. We've gone over a lot of info from the tournament system to results, Verizon entering, and then the grid. But speaking of the field, that takes us in to our hot take of the podcast. And this one, it's coming from Squid. And so, Squid, the floor is yours. The soapbox propped up. Take it away. All right. So, uh, if we recall back to the beginning of the episode, I was majorly excited for tournaments but here's my problem with tournaments and we kind of touched on this a little bit it feels too similar to me to the field for my liking and i think that the big reason that i say this is because there's for the field the incentive is supposed to be monetary prizing but that's for grand champion players in division three that's going to be where you find the majority of people and the pricing for the field isn't really that great. And considering how many teams there are going to be, I just feel like there's not enough reward in it. And tournaments kind of gives the same kind of feel. You get bracketed style play, which honestly might be better for some teams, might be more conducive. And even with the best of one format, it's a quicker avenue and it has direct rewards inside of the game, which are going to be much, much easier to attain. On top of this, Competitive tournaments have the in-game ranking. They have freaking titles. They got cosmetics that you can earn. You can queue with anybody, so you don't have to pre-make a team. So it takes a lot less effort to do it. You just have to make a party of three and join up in the game. And overall, I think for many, many reasons, the in-game tournaments is probably going to see more use by some grand champion players, myself included, than the field itself. So I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. And I got one word for why I disagree with your hot take money the field offers prize pools and tournaments does not and for high grand champ players like say 17 1800 and up they want that money and they want those scrims against higher level teams and i actually think the field because of those two reasons alone is going to end up seeing more traction than the tournament mode i see the tournament mode more for uh like champ twos and below like more casual players that want to emulate that type of environment because i've i've seen a lot of like diamond players be like oh man we're going to compete in the field and i'm like ah, with three divisions you're going to be going up and you're like you can you can like it's there but you're not ever going to make it into division two they'll never make it past division you know up into the upper echelon division of three. division three yeah so i see the tournament mode as a as a mode for them and i see the field as a transitional place that kind of feels the fills the vacuum that rival series used to hold where it'll give these teams an opportunity to play against higher level teams as potential practice when trying to gear up for regionals well i think to make a counterpoint to that with tournaments they obviously have these competitive brackets and they seed you uh they put you against teams that have similar competitive ratings if you really wanted to uh you know there's a lot of teams out there who are going to end up playing in tournaments. They want to, you know, get those rewards and potentially, conceivably, there might end up being more money in the rewards that are dropped from the tournament, especially since you can get painted items. So imagine if there's a particular wheel that people really flock after, you might see people trying to compete more and more in tournaments for a chance at getting that one, especially when it comes down to the diamond level players. Because as you mentioned, uh, the field, it has that monetary attraction, but for low grand champion players, or maybe the champ level players, they're not really going to get into the money. And I don't think they're really going yeah. to get the competitive value that they need out of it. But that's exactly what I said. It's for the lower level people. And yeah, perfect. You're never that's, see that's what the tournaments are the for. Tournaments. The field is not for them. The tournaments are for them. GCs are... Yeah, GCs and stuff. The field is for them. 
not champs or diamonds. That's where tournaments are. Like tournaments is probably going to be like that feeder that goes into the field. Then the field is what leads you into the grid and RLCS and all that fun stuff. Like that's, I believe, what you're looking at in terms of like your stepping stones. I'm still diamond I'm and still champs. Not convinced. It's that's totally fine. Tournaments is fine for them. GCs, GCs are going to be in the field. If they have if they have a remote chance at making money, they're in the field. Yeah, because you got to think about it. Um, like the field doesn't have small prize pools. Like maybe for Division Three, I think first place is like two hundred dollars. But for Division One, and this is monthly, mind you, first place is three grand. Man, that's 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 pretty good pool. Yeah, but that's Division One. That's top tier teams. You're never going to see people getting to that level. If you're seeing players getting to that level, it's most likely going to be that they got through six mans or they got noticed somehow in some way and they got picked up by a better team. I just don't feel like the Division Three is going to give the competitive experience to a lot of the players that they really need. And I think this kind of transitions into my next point, which is a lot of players being as headstrong as they are, which is a point we've touched on in previous episodes, are really going to ignore that. They're not going to be like, how can I improve myself and my team at the same time? They're just going to be like, I'm the best player on this team. And considering the fact that you need to play at least 10 matches in the field in order to be eligible for prizing, and with the queue times being on the hour, I feel like it's kind of a turnoff for a lot of players when they think that they could just go to six mans and try to grind their way out there and get noticed. I guess, I guess it's just a thing where time will tell with it. But speaking of time, that is something that we are out of for this episode just want to appreciate everybody again for tuning in to this episode for gone over a lot of interesting information bit of a bit of an unorthodox episode with ryan's unfortunate power outages but hopefully everything coming out just as fine and we'll be getting some backup systems in place for next week so that we can make sure all of our beautiful beautiful voices are heard every single week in and out that's going to do it for us this time. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials. You can find us pretty much anywhere. If you look up Talk It League on Twitter, at Talk It League. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on Apple. And pretty much anywhere that you can find podcasts, we are there. And until the next one, go buy one. a battery backup, too. Need that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>